Hi, you're listening to Bluffs, Brooks, and Byways, a podcast highlighting the best of Northeast Iowa. I'm your host and producer, Morgan Thias, the communication and outreach specialist for Northeast Iowa Resource Conservation and Development, also known as RCD. We are a small nonprofit that serves seven counties in Iowa Alamakee, Buchanan, Chickasaw, Clayton, Fayette, Howard, and Winnishik in addition to byways that travel through Jackson, Jones, and Delaware counties. Our mission is to recognize opportunities and provide leadership to make Northeast Iowa a vibrant, place-based model for the nation. We love the people and places that make Northeast Iowa unique and special. Hello to our ever so faithful audience. I'm excited to have you listening today because as we record, we're still celebrating June Dairy Month. We've heard from the WW Homestead Dairy on the Driftless Area Scenic Byway earlier this month, and today we're connecting with more local out of Maquoketa and Bellevue, right along the Grant Wood Scenic Byway. While their Maquoketa location is still under some construction, we're excited that they will be open at full capacity with ice cream and coffee in the very near future. More Local is known for all things local, which seems pretty obvious by their name. But from food, animals, people, all the things, they keep everything within 100 miles of their hometown right here in eastern Iowa. They carry over 50 flavors of cheese, farm fresh eggs, candies, snacks, coffee, gift items, the list is endless. With that, let's jump right in. Welcome to our special guest, Heather Moore. Heather, thank you for joining us. Can you start by introducing yourself? Thank you so much for having me on today. As you said before, my name is Heather Moore, and along with my husband, Brandon, and our four kids, Tucker, Cassidy, Cooper, and Sutton, we own and operate Moore Local. It, as you said, has two shops in Maquoketa and Bellevue, but the heart of our operation is truly our farm. My area of expertise on the farm is our dairy cows, perfect for June Dairy Month. My husband, Brandon, uh, works full-time off the farm for Big Gain Feed Company, and then he also raises custom background and cattle. Tucker is uh, active on the farm with his chicken project. Cassidy loves his goats, and Cooper and Sutton are into the dogs and the kitties. How old are they? Tucker just turned 11, Cassidy is 8, Cooper's 5, and Sutton is 2. Oh, that's fun. So just so we're starting off on the right foot and we're clear, More Local is a farm itself and began as a beef farm with a storefront that came later opening into Maquoketa, correct? Yes. So basically, More Local started off as More Family Farms, um, which is still what we call our farm. My husband, Brandon, in college had stock cows that he raised on rented pastures. Um, and when we got married, we continued with the stock cows um, on rented pastures. But I'm a Wisconsin girl and a Wisconsin girl at heart. So I had to have dairy cows. That was always my, my goal and my dream. So in 2011, we purchased a 38-acre farm uh, just north of town, about three and a half miles north of Makota, and we traded in the stock cows actually for feeder cattle. We started back custom backgrounding feeder cat cattle, and then in 2014, we built our dairy barn to house 50 registered Holstein cows. Where more local comes in is the dairy market in 2014 and 2015. I don't even know what to say. There's probably been more change in the dairy market in the last five years than in the previous 50. So when we started in 2014, we were milking 25 cows, you know, still kind of building our herd. By the time we got to 50 cows in 2015, our milk check stayed the same. 
it never changed. Even as we doubled our cows, the prices had declined so much. Um, and then, you know, so that was a, a hurdle as a first year, you know, farmer, we had, uh, you know, built this new barn, um, bought all these cows, and then all of a sudden, what are we going to do? Um, we survived, obviously, and in 2016, something kind of interesting in the, the dairy industry happened. Some of the private-owned dairy companies started looking at dropping some of their small farmers and becoming a little more efficient with owning their own cows. So instead of picking up, you know, like 10 or 20, 50 or 100 cow dairies or even up to like 200 cows, uh, you know, they would they were trying to get their milk from one 3,000 cow dairy, which makes sense, I guess, for the private company, but doesn't make a lot of sense for number one, the diversity of the industry, and number two, for a lot of us little guys. So Brandon and I looked at each other and we said, well, you know, we're new, we're small, we just pulled ourselves up by our bootstraps in 2015, like what are we going to do? And we kind of decided that we had two options. Our option was to get bigger or our, our option was to try value added. We decided not to get bigger because we would have had to give up the feeder cattle, which it really didn't make sense to us to give up the diversity and the risk management that was spread out across a couple of operations and enterprises. So we thought, okay, value added. And I guess that's kind of getting into our origin story. But in 2017, we sent a load of milk to a person that I'd worked with back in Wisconsin at a cheese factory, and they made it into cheddar cheese. Um, we got like 700 and some pounds of cheddar cheese back. The reason that we went with cheddar cheese is because we were 110% positive that we were just going to eat cheese for two years. Like, we're like, you know, this probably won't go, but, you know, at least we tried. So we got together with a friend um, who had an open storefront. It was in November. And he basically said, I don't have a tenant. If you move in for the, the holiday season, I don't have to pay heat. You know, you can pay the heat. I'll give you a break on rent. You know, just let's let's see what happens. And what happened was that our community uh, replied in full force. You know, they came out, they supported us. We opened on November 11th, and by Christmas Eve, we had sold out those 700 pounds of cheese. You were planning on cheese for the next year, and then you didn't have any left, right? Yeah, it was, I mean, it was insane. We, we kind of, I, I remember like the morning that we opened the store, uh, Brandon and I were in the barn doing chores before we went in, and, and I said, we hadn't let ourselves talk about like what happens if this goes well yet because we just we wanted to be prepared you know you prepare for the worst and mm -hmm. hope for the best and I said okay Brandon like what if this goes really good like we should have something in mind you know what's our what's our goal here or you know what's our sign that this is a success and he's like he threw a number out and he's like if we hit that number and we were both sure we wouldn't he's like if we hit that number we'll stay open we'll see how it goes and we did we hit it and what, six weeks, eight weeks, something like that, blew it out of the water. And um, I guess here we are. <laughs> That's such a cool story. Small towns are so incredible and so supportive. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, we owe everything that we are, are doing or have, or have achieved to our, our customers, our neighbors, our small town. And so the store is basically a specialty grocery store. Like I mentioned, you carry multiple locally produced products and gifts. Is that correct? Or how did you get into more items um we we kind of 
started in that little holiday shop on Main Street. Um, we added some Edgewood meats. Uh, we were trying to, you know, fill it. So instead of just having a case of cheddar cheese, we had some more things to offer. Um, we did a lot of consignment, had a lot of artists and artisans bring in their things for us to sell. Um, we ordered some some wholesale cheese blocks, which we still have today, uh, upwards of 50 flavors of cheese. We have WW Homestead cheese curds, their butter, their cottage cheese, their milk. Uh, we make all of our coffee drinks with their milk. Uh, we do have an espresso machine, and so we make lattes and uh, mochas and all of the good stuff with that, frappes. Um, we do ice cream from Chocolate Shop Ice Cream. Uh, we just purchased a soft serve machine so we can serve WW Homestead soft serve. Again, Edgewood Meats, we have sticks, brats, pork chops, all of that stuff. Um, we got, uh, we do bootleg products. We do Amana products. We do some things from Kelowna. Um, we just got hooked up with a distributor that does Amish goods, that services Amish grocery stores. So those things have been a huge, everything from granola to seasonings to candy to dog treats, you name it, we, we have it. <laughs> That's really cool. So let's dig deeper into some of the products like you had mentioned. And since it's the morning, we can kick off with coffee. You will have a full coffee bar, but you also sell locally roasted beans. Is that correct? Yes, um, we actually, our, our beans are roasted in Illinois. So it's a couple hours away. Our tagline is usually um, most of our products are from within 100 miles of mm -hmm. Maquoketa. So that encompasses Wisconsin, Illinois, and Iowa. Or we just make sure they're really, really good if we have to get them from farther than that. Um, so the company is Gobina. Um, which is a really interesting company because part of their proceeds actually go to support orphans in Africa. So we really love, you know, what they stand for and also really love their coffee. We we were closed for a few months, January to about April, when we opened our second shop in Bellevue and everybody has been going through withdrawals. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. Have you ever thought about it expanding to more than one coffee or just you're, you're really liking that one? We've thought about it and I'm not quite there. We... Our coffee has kind of been trial by fire. We have a really interesting story where my husband sat me down one day and he's like, you know, I wanted you to give the coffee a shot, but I, you're not selling any coffee. And I'm like, what are you talking about? We're selling lattes. He's like, Heather, that's not coffee. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, Heather, you're drinking it all. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, that, that kind of tells you, like, his coffee knowledge and then my coffee knowledge wasn't much better. Like, I'm like, I like those blended things at Starbucks, you know, but we, we thought a coffee machine was a great idea. So we have been learning a lot the last couple of years. And we just opened our Bellevue location in April and that's primarily a coffee shop. So it was very interesting to go from like, my husband doesn't even know what a latte is. You know, I don't even know like the difference between a latte and a cappuccino. And now we have like two different coffee shops. Right. So, um, you know, we, I think we'll probably build on that. There's some uh, really great local roasters, even more local than, than Gobina that um, we would love to work with. So yeah, we, we'll see where it all ends up. <laughs> but if you're loving the Gobina, you might as well, if it's not broke, don't fix it, right? right? <laughs> 
And with coffee comes dairy, which is only fitting since you have some dairy cows and it's dairy month and you do you make all of your specialty drinks using milk from WW Dairy. You mentioned that. Is there any other vendors that you use for your coffee? Um, well, we are exclusively from WW Homestead. All of our milk comes from WW Homestead and it's actually amazing because they have cream lined milk and it is the best milk to foam for lattes and cappuccinos. We actually use a 1% milk when a lot of coffee shops use whole milk, but because it's cream line it makes the drinks that much creamier um, and people appreciate it because a lot of times they you know they don't want the, the full fat milks so you know a skinny latte it is they're all skinny <laughs> and all delicious awesome and you did go into a little bit you carry some of their other products cheese curds i know they're launching a new flavor this month which is exciting what other stuff do you carry of theirs um cottage cheese butter will serve their soft serve when we get our soft serve machine going that pretty, pretty much, much covers all say, of their products. If they sell it, we buy it and resell it. Their <laughs> chocolate milk um, is amazing. My kids are in love with that. So pretty much whatever they have, they've been awesome to work with. They have been really supportive. Even when we said, well, we're going to start making our own cheese. They were like, yeah, well, you know, come on up. We'll help you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's just, it's really great that local people support each other even if they're in the same business. It's so important to support everyone whether they're competition or something you can help out. When we talked originally you had mentioned unique candies and I'm intrigued. Are they candies that you make or purchased from someone nearby? Um, we have not gotten into making candies yet. Uh, we do sell a lot of Kelowna candies, Ooh. which are amazing. Um, and then our other kind of claim to fame lately has been the gummies that we get from our Walnut Creek Amish distributors. So they have gummies in all sorts of shapes. Uh, we've had two foot long rattlesnakes, unicorns, tree frogs, all sorts of awesome things. So that's been a lot of fun. That is fun. It's like the perfect gift for a little kid too. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Speaking of gifts, can you tell us what you have to sell in terms of gift items? Um, you bet. We I just made a huge order. We sell cow's milk soap. We sell goat's milk soap. We sell locally produced soap. Hops, oil, hops, uh, lotion, lots of lotions, milk lotions. Uh, we had sheep's milk lotion for a while. Uh, candles, a lot of homemade locally homemade things like dishcloths or Christmas time. We sell Christmas stockings. We had a small business Saturday event where we had cutting boards. We had, you know, pretty much anything hand sewn. Have some great local ladies who are bakers that we sell their cookies. At one time we had 22 vendors in our shop. So we had to cut it down a little bit just because that takes a lot of time. But yeah, it's, it's really amazing to see all the talent that comes from right your hometown. That is really so. cool. And are there any other brands or companies that you feature that I may have missed from dairy or coffee and gifts, but anything else? Um, Edgewood is our, our other big seller. We sell a lot of Edgewood sticks and summer sausage and brats. We typically, in a normal summer, we have all of their brat flavors. Bootleg salsas have been going over really, really amazing lately. A lot of Amana products, sauerkraut, uh, mustard, apple butter, their jams and jellies. There's Cheryl's Queso, which is a great Isla product. If you haven't tried it, you want to try it. We play cards a lot at home and we eat a lot of Cheryl's Queso and we have dipped everything into her queso. It's amazing. We have at different times had Country Boo yogurt. We have tried some like 
cold brew coffee. We we love to try new products and put them on the shelves. And you know, sometimes we keep them and sometimes we can't. But just one of our favorite things is to get new things in and, and bring new local things to our communities. So. I think I saw popcorn out there. Is that a new product? Um, we started carrying that around Christmas time. So that's one of our Walnut Creek vendors. Oh, um, yeah, they have. They just have really amazing things. <laughs> So we kind of talked about this already with your kids, but it's a family farm transitioned into a full family business. There's always so many cute photos of family and kids on your guys' social media page. Do you want to share how running a business as a family works? The good, the bad, the inevitable, ugly? We have a lot of fun with it. Our, our kids are an integral part of our business. They're all too young to work really in the store. But as Brendan and I build a first generation farm, you know, they, they've had to come with us. My my daughter went, well, all of them have gone to bank meetings. You know, there's a lot of bank meetings when you're running a farm and a business. And, you know, so they, they go to all of that. You know, I stay up till all, all hours of the night writing business plans. And so now the older two boys have written business plans. You know, they'll just they they pick up so much, which has led to some discussions. We're always open and honest with them because they're going to hear it anyway. Uh, with a family business, you're always talking business, whether it's good or bad, you know, and especially with Brandon and I being so busy, like some of the times that we have to steal moments away to talk business, you know, our kids are maybe in the backseat or they're in the next room. So, I mean, they hear, they hear the good and the bad and you have to, you know, we've had to like explain to them like, hey, you know, everything's going to be all right. We don't, you don't need to worry about money. We can handle it. But they, they just hear a lot. I, I had a couple of things that I was planning on doing and the cash flow wasn't quite there. And one of the boys asked about it. They're like, well, are you, are you going to build that thing? And I'm like, well, no, I can't. I just can't cash flow it. And he looks right at me and he says, mom, I think that means you just need to milk some more cows. So it's, you know, it's really interesting just to, to hear their level of business sense. And, you know, they they fight over the breakfast table about custom feeding rates on their future farms that they're going to have. And and it's interesting to see the things they pull out. Like they're, they're convinced that farmers make a lot of money, which we all know isn't true. So that's a conversation we're probably going to have to share for down the road. But you know, it's it, that's the good part. It, I love my, I was milking this morning and my, we were getting ready for classification. So Tucker was in and he was clipping cows. Um, you know, and then Cassidy came out and he fed calves, you know. So I love that they get that responsibility. I love that we get that time with them, you know, and they, they can come along with us and do all the things. Um, there's a lot of, I shouldn't say a lot. There is a little bit of bad with it. Again, sometimes I wish that, you know, they didn't know everything they knew. I wish they could just be kids and not worry about compound business or compound interest rates because they know what those are. We talk about them, but you know, I don't know if I would give up the experiences that they have just so they can, because they do have, they're at the pool right now. I mean, they, we, we make sure that they have time to have fun and be um, kids and be kids. Even if they have to work hard the rest of the time, we make sure that they can do things like that. And it does get ugly sometimes. Like, you know, if, if a kid is sick, the cows still have to be milked. So sometimes that's hard. Like, you know, they, or they have to keep themselves entertained for a couple hours a day or whatever, but that makes them, I think, very independent. And, um, you know, they're, I think they'll be okay. And I think they'll be pretty, hopefully be pretty driven and, and whatever they choose to do, whether it's in agriculture, whether it's continuing the family business, you know, I, I hope that they'll be successful. And, and we, you know, we always kind of 
tell them like at the end of the day, you know, you need to be, you need to be a contributing member of society and you need to be happy. So whatever you can do that checks those two boxes, go for it. That's awesome that you're supportive of whatever they want to do. And it's such a great learning experience for them, no matter what they're, the good, the bad, or ugly, you know, it is all really great learning experience. So the family business conversation leads me to the next question, the farm that's in Makokata, and that's where it all began. Are there other employees or is it just really a small growing operation? Is it just you and Brandon? We typically have a part-time to full-time employee. This time of the year, they're full-time, but you know, in the spring and the, the fall, they're part-time that milks cows and helps out around the farm. We have one full-time employee in Bellevue and a lot of part-time employees in Bellevue and then the same in Makokota. When we finish in Makokota, we will have more full-time employees. Um, we're looking at three to four in the retail and that we didn't even talk about the custom meat locker. A part of their, our renovations in this building, we are opening a custom meat locker with our partners and that will have about seven to eight full-time employees. But as far as you know, how we started, it was milking cows and then going to the store and then coming home and milking cows again or finding a high school kid to milk the cows or one to sit in the store. I have an intern right now, two interns actually, that has been with us since she was 16 and um, she's just amazing. Like I, I count all of my, all of the employees as, as my kids, even though I'm not old enough to be their mom. That's a, an important distinction. <laughs> um, but you know, we just, we have a great group of employees that I can trust and that that really work with us and we are so appreciative of them because they I mean they're they're making our dream work and they get it and they want to be a part of it and that's just I mean there's not even really words to to describe when you know a 16 year old shows up and he's like yeah we're gonna do this you know or um you know a mom with a a a kid decides they want to work the weekend because they love what you're doing. They work full time all week, but then they want to come in on Saturdays because they're like, oh, this is great. We love it. We want to be a part of it. And I mean, there's just, I would like tear up thinking about it because I mean, that's the kind of community that we live in too, is that people want to be help or helpful. They want to be supportive. They, they want this thing to work. So that, that means so much to us. Yeah. That is really hard to come by anymore too. So that's, that's incredible. Where are your more Family Farms products sold? So I know you have your storefront that you sell your cheese and all of the other products. Do you guys put your products in other stores? Currently, we only sell to Fairway in Makokota, and then we also do charcuterie boxes for the brewery in Bellevue. Once we are um, doing our own cheese, we hope to expand on that. We have a number of local restaurants that would love to serve our products. Um, we have one restaurant, like we're going to make, we're trying to figure out a specific recipe for just for them. Um, and we're pretty excited about that. So hopefully by the end of the year, we'll have some cheese to put in other local places and then we'll have meat from our locker. With the cheese, the way that our co-packing arrangement worked, it was just too expensive to for the other retailers to add. Everybody has to make a little bit of money on this. So it was just too expensive for a lot of the local retailers to have on their shelves, which we totally understand. Um, and we have been so grateful for Fairway. They have been a huge support of us and their managers have just, we've learned so much from them. Um, you know, we. They weren't so excited about it at first. And I, I kind of said, hey, I'll make you a deal. You take just a little bit, don't even pay for it, put it on your shelf, see if it sells. And if it sells, like, you know, then maybe we have something going. And they called me back three days later. They're like, yeah, it's all gone. We need more. I've never seen anything like this. They're like, this is amazing. And so after that moment, like, 
you know, I've come up to them with other product ideas and they're like, yeah, yeah, we're in. So we trust you now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just, it was just so cool. Like to, to work with, you know, and I, I hate even saying competition because I don't really think we have come. We're not definitely not in competition with Fairway, but I don't look around at the, the other business owners in town or in the county and see competition. Like I look around and see someone to work with because how can we partner? Yes, yes. How can we? My I say my favorite thing is collaboration. Like how can we collaborate to make ourselves better? You know, and and offer more to our communities. So that's I love so that cool. so much. So before we end, you recently expanded to Bellevue, but do you see any further expansion? Let's talk what Bellevue is and how you expanded there, and then we can talk about some of your expansion here in Makokoda. Sure. So we opened Bellevue in April of this year, and I've always loved the Bellevue community. My in-laws live there. I have or two sister-in-laws and a mother-in-law that work at Marquette uh, School. Brandon graduated from there. It's always fascinated me as a cute little community, and so I said something to someone one day about, like, Oh, you Bellevue should have a coffee shop. And like two days later, we were touring, we were touring spaces. And you know, I went home and couldn't stop thinking about it. And told Brandon, I'm like, yeah, we're gonna do it. And he's like, okay. You're crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he has banned me from any more ideas. He's like, I don't care if it's the one that makes us a million dollars, we're not doing it anymore. <laughs> this is it. We're done. Basically, we committed in December that we were going to open a coffee shop there in April. We opened I guess it was just pretty much we we had our coffee equipment from a coconut that wasn't wasn't getting used so we put it in Bellevue and it just took off it exploded that community is it's just fantastic I you know we had lines out the door we still on Saturdays sometimes have lines out the door and you know there's a great crew running it I go up a couple of times a week just to watch them and be thankful, I guess. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty much useless when I go up there. Like they have it completely under control and I'm just so thankful for that. But primarily we do coffee there. We do like pastries and things like that. We don't do any lunch yet. And then we have started taking some of our products. We have a cooler up there with cheese and some Edgewood sticks and milk and things like that. The eggs that come from our farm. Um, and then some of our shelf stable products, our salsas, our dressings, our seasonings, other things like that. So we, we, are looking to maybe add a, a freezer and another cooler at some point, but we're not quite there yet. Yeah. Do you want to talk about your expansion here in Makokoda? Sure. So maybe I should kind of back up a little bit. We started with a 500 square foot space on Main Street in 2017 in that fateful holiday shop. In 2019, we moved to a 2,500 square foot facility on Platt Street, which is the main thoroughfare in Makokoda. And Last December, we closed on a 31,000 square foot industrial building on the industrial loop in Makokoda. When we are done with our renovations, my husband, Brandon, and I will own our retail store. So we'll have cheese, meat, everything that we have now, probably to a larger degree. We sell like chickens from the farm. We're looking at other products. We have some steers that are coming in here as soon as everything is done coffee, soft serve. We'll have a grilled cheese cafe, which we had at Platt Street. And then in addition to that, I'm going through my mind to see if there's anything I missed, probably. In addition to that, we will be able to process our own milk here. It's a small uh, cheese vet will make cheese. And then we have partnered with our neighbors to put up a 10,000 square foot processing facility where we'll do like custom cattle, hogs, sheep, goats, things like that. So we are hoping our minimum that will run through is 1,200 a year, but we could actually do up to 2,400 beef a year through that custom facility. So you guys are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not gonna lie with, or, or not gonna argue with that. <laughs> 
So don't tell Brandon, but what's your net adventure? Like, how are you guys going to expand? What are you guys going to do? What are your goals long-term? Your goals, maybe, not Brandon. <laughs> and I shouldn't say that. Brandon is a very, very yeah. supportive. Of course. And, but yeah. I always have to give him a hard time because I, I don't think that when we had that conversation, you know, four or five years ago in the barn about, like, what's next, any of us, either one of us ever envisioned where we what we're doing now, like what we're looking at. Um, and sometimes you just got to go for it, you know? And, and yeah, I mean, I guess we, a lot of the opportunities we have are because somebody had a suggestion or somebody had an idea and we said, yeah, that's great. Let's do it. So that makes it kind of hard to plan. I guess I don't know where we're going to be in five years, you know, if this will be big enough or if we'll go bigger or if we'll go smaller. But we really would like to get into a little bit more agorism. Um, you know, we're, we're looking at things that we can do on the farm, maybe to do like a learning farm or add, add something to get people's hands on cows, you know, to see where, see animals and where they live. We've noticed that, you know, that's something that's lacking, um, in today's world. Like people don't get to drive by and see cows. They don't get to see the chickens. They don't get to pick the eggs, things like that. So we're kind of looking at some opportunities there. Um, otherwise we'll just keep our eyes open and our ears out. <laughs> All right. So thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. Before we end here, I have one more thing that I call rapid fire. I'm going to ask you something and you have to say the first thing that comes to mind. Are you ready? I'm ready. What is your favorite winter activity? Being warm. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> what is your favorite summer activity? Um, kayaking. What is the best meal in Eastern Iowa? Oh, my neighbor Mary's cooking. <laughs> Iowa State or Iowa? Badgers? No. <laughs> uh, probably Iowa State. Kayaking or canoeing? Kayaking. You already answered yeah. this one. What is the best pizza? Ooh, Gino's. Casey's or Quickstar? Quickstar. Cheese curds or ice cream? Ice cream. What is your favorite local product and why? Oh, that's hard. Not to put you on the spot. I don't even think I can answer that because I love all of them. I right? Like, I, you know what? I'm going to go off the rails here, and my favorite local product is talent. We have so many talented people in Iowa and in eastern Iowa, and I love seeing what everybody can do, like whether it's a maker or somebody who makes food or, um, you know, even like the, the rodeo is next week, seeing all of those local people go out and do what they love. Like I just love seeing everybody show off and, and do what they're good at and, you know, make themselves like you know, follow their passions. That's such a good answer. There's so many makers all across Iowa and I just love seeing that. And it's growing more and more on social media that we're able to connect with people from anywhere in the United States. But I'm such a strong believer. I have a couple weddings that I'm going to this summer and I'm like, you know what? I can get it on Amazon, but I'm going to go to this local person and have them make it because that's so important to me. Absolutely. Well, I think that's a wrap. Can you tell our audience how to connect with you if they have any other questions or want to learn more about any upcoming events or purchasing items? Right now, our best form of contact would be on our Facebook page, More Local. Um, we are working on our website. We're working on our telephone. We're working on all of that stuff. So just head to More Local on Facebook and you can send us a message or get a hold of our contact information there. Do you have any estimated timeline for when you'll be opening up in Makokota? Will it be like end of the summer or way sooner than that? I scheduled a calf visit for June 27th. So 
I'm really hoping that we have ice cream by then. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Heather, for letting me come in and chat with you today. More Local is definitely a unique store and farm, but has really brought so much to the communities. I absolutely love everything about supporting local businesses and you are doing exactly that. For our audience, you can find all the links to our scenic byways, our C&D, and More Local as we discussed in the show notes. As always, we strongly encourage you to submit ideas, ask questions, or connect with us. If you're interested in chatting with me or someone else along the byway or our C&D team, we would love to hear from you. Tune in every week for new episodes highlighting business development, recreational activities, historic locations, natural resources, and of course, helpful hints to make your trip along the byway an incredible one. You can also find us on Facebook, online at northeastiowarcd.org, or by contacting our office in Postville. A special thank you to the staff at RCD in Postville and the Byway coordinators all across Iowa for helping make this podcast possible. Thank you again for listening to Bluffs, Brooks, and Byways. And remember, adventure awaits and the Byway can take you there.